welcome to another episode on Saved by Jesus. So following my testimony on how I came out from Catholicism, there are people like my family in particular and my friends, they wondered what made me do it. Well, first of all, I can't do it alone with just my own strength and will and my own self. It was impossible. It was God's grace that he granted me repentance. It was God's mercy and love for me that I was able to open my eyes and he opened my heart and unveiled to me the deception that enveloped me for 29 years. So by discernment and prayer and with the Lord's guidance, I am starting a series on Catholicism that's going to take for a couple of weeks. And on this series, I'm going to lay out the reasons that prompted me to do my own research, uh, the things that I discovered, things that I've learned, and eventually what made me left the church. Now, I want to point out that Catholicism and Catholics are totally different. I would like to emphasize my approach to the issue of Catholicism and separate it from the issue of individual Catholics and and learn to make important distinctions between the two. I am not going to focus on the atrocities of past popes because I don't think that things that a pope did necessarily represent Catholicism. And, and Catholics don't either, so I don't want to emphasize on that. I'm not going to focus on a survey of history only for bad examples of Catholicism or relatively unimportant differences between Christians and Catholics. What I'm going to do, in fact, is I'm going to point out what we agree on. I'm going to start there on what us biblical Christians and Catholics would agree so that we can be careful to accurately understand Catholicism. Oftentimes I hear people bring up Catholicism and they only ever say good things about it and and they have it an equally distorted view of Catholicism. They would say that Catholicism is pretty, it's all roses and Basically, we're the same. They just like stained glass and robes. But other than that, they just, there's really no differences between Christians and Catholics. And sometimes these people might have Catholic friends or family and they see every criticism of Catholicism as an attack on their friends and family personally. So they can't differentiate between Catholicism and Catholics. And I'm going to try to talk on that issue as well. Another thing I want to talk about are Christian terms. Like for me, growing as a Catholic, I did not really fully understood the meaning of salvation. Terms like through grace alone or the terms infused and imputed. So it's very important for us to understand where our Catholic friends are coming from. Because we know Catholic faith is deeply enculturated. It's embedded in a matrix of values and priorities that are indebted to one's customs in a local parish. Another would be ethnicity. 
And so it's not enough to say, to simply understand Catholic doctrine, because we need to have some perspective of Catholic people as to their beliefs about God and issues pertaining to the gospel. My goal here is to help, and and my focus is the truth. For me to say that, hey, maybe there's something in the water that Catholics have been drinking for years and years and years that are harmful for them. I don't want to act like other defenders who act as though we don't have significant issues between Catholicism and the Bible. There are huge, significant issues. It's unbiblical if I say that Catholicism is all okay and there's no real big differences. I am actually betraying the Word of God. There are huge amounts of the Bible, huge, huge portion of the scriptures, both Old and New Testament. They were all written to counter specifically false teachings like most of Jeremiah, most of it, the major prophets, the epistles, so many epistles of Paul were written specifically of false teaching. Galatians were specifically written for this purpose. 1 Corinthians specifically to counter false beliefs in the church. We just got book by book. 1 Peter, he wrote for the same thing. In other words, God confronts false teachings unapologetically. He confronts false teaching the same way as you are confronted by a stranger picking up your child and starting to walk away. We don't have any examples of God ignoring false teaching or encouraging us to do it either. In Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20, it says, To the law and to the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. So Isaiah is telling us, when you hear teachings, go double check it with the law and the testimony in the Bible. And if it's not consistent with the scripture, then don't listen to what they say. That's what God commanded us to do. And so I need to have this attitude. We need to have this attitude towards Catholic doctrine, because Catholic doctrine has a large amount of additional teachings that are not found in the Bible. Now you might say, or you might ask, why am I doing this? It's simply because of this reason. There are approximately 1.2 billion Catholics on earth today. We all know Catholics. I know many Catholics. I have family and friends who are Catholics. I care about them. I love them. And because of this, I need to test the water that they're drinking. Being friendly, like some Christian defenders would say, oh, well, we're all brothers and sisters, can't we just get along? Now, if Catholicism is true, then you and me and all other denominations or churches need to stop repent, and become Catholic and come under the authority of the Pope. We need to do this because it's true. But if it's false, then we need to expose it. And we need to hold our ground for that firmly for the sake of the Catholics involved in it. 
So to avoid the defending, I want to make clear on where we disagree. I am going to focus also on the areas of disagreement. I'm going to focus particularly in where the Bible and Catholicism depart, which is a lot of stuff. We all disagree on many significant issues. Let me read to you 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. It says, As I urged you when I went to Macedonia, remain in Ephesus, that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. We're saying this. This is Paul saying to Timothy, a younger pastor, to remain in Ephesus. So that no other doctrine, no other stuff, but only those that were already being taught by the apostles. But the Catholic Church is full of other doctrine, chunk full of hundreds, and at this point, thousands of years of addition to the scriptures. It is so similar to the Pharisees when you look at it in detail. With all these councils, ecumenical books, and statements from different popes. So before we dig into some differences and similarities, I want to make one thing clear, and that's somehow the focus for today's episode, is that there's a difference between Catholicism and Catholics. And if you understand this, then you will never ever think that I'm attacking Catholics. So let me explain. First, Catholicism. Catholicism is a certain thing. Like, I can generalize about Catholicism. It has very specific doctrines. It is an exact thing. You can pin it down. You can paint it, put it in the box, and give it a label. You can even write a book about it. This is Catholicism. I can limit it. I can define it. However, Catholics are not Catholicism. Catholics are unique individuals. I can't generalize about a Catholic because every Catholic I met is a unique person. I can't put them in a box and I just can't give them one little label and assume they're all the same. A large amount of Catholics have beliefs that differ from Catholicism. I mean, the majority, I was one of those. Like, for example, on birth control. Survey says that 78% of Catholics support the use of contraceptives. But we all know that the Catholic Church is unanimous in this. It says that contraceptives are wrong. You are not allowed to use contraceptives. No form of birth control is okay. But 78% of Catholics think that it is. What I am saying is they don't all agree. Perhaps the Catholic you talk to thinks confession to a priest is totally unnecessary. And you're scratching your head and saying that's totally not Catholicism. Perhaps the Catholic you talk to thinks that he is saved by grace alone apart from works. Good. (laughs) That's not Catholicism either. Maybe The Catholic that you've talked to believes in reincarnation and believes she is a princess in her previous life. I would love to find out how many Catholics believe in reincarnation. Because I bet you, 
it's more than a few. I just knew some. Why? Because Catholics are people and Catholicism is an ism. And ism, I-S-M, is a specific thing. But Catholics are individuals and they can agree or disagree on Catholicism. The vast majority of Catholics don't even know as much Catholic doctrine as you are about to know when we're done on this series. So I cannot limit them. Even priests and individual parishes may differ from official Catholic doctrine. And this we've got to understand. So I beg you, please hear the difference in how I speak. Mostly I'm going to talk about Catholicism. Today is the only time I'm going to speak about Catholics. And please imitate this because this is the issue when we approach Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons or Islam or anything else. Like when I deal with Islam, I'm not dealing with my Muslim neighbor. If Catholics are unique and if they are not inventors of this ism, so what are they? They are basically the victims of the ism. They are the ones we want to rescue out from this. So I myself, coming from Catholicism, I think one thing we must do in approaching them is defining terms like grace and works. Grace and works in Catholicism are not the same as the grace and works of biblical Christianity. So defining terms a little bit to them beyond the slogan like what do you really mean by grace or what do you mean by works what do you mean by faith or for instance the phrase born again in catholicism the phrase born again it is an event that happens in baptism but that doesn't result into a transformative experience in life it's just that's what happens when you get baptized so every catholic that is baptized during infant is a born again doesn't matter how young are they when they got baptized that's catholic teaching so our goal is their salvation not just to prove that they are wrong on the next episode i'm going to be laying the doctrines and the teachings of the catholic church and together we learn and discover their beliefs thank you for tuning in on this week's episode and see you next week